joining us on the show this evening is Paul Nealon and, and Jonathan Higgins from Irish Football Fan TV, which is Ireland's fastest growing YouTube channel. Uh, Paul and Jonathan, welcome to the big kickoff. Thanks for having Cheers, us, folks. Now, listen, you started Irish Football TV, Paul, uh, just over a year ago, isn't it? 13, 14 months? Yeah, around that, yeah. Uh, how did that come about and what was your motivation for starting that off? Uh, I was living over in Canada for about two years and I'd follow a couple of shows, Ball Street and Toffee TV. And obviously John would have known the Red Band TV, you know, I wasn't following that, being an Everton fan, <laughs> but um, I would always follow Toffee TV religiously over there because waking up at 7, 8 in the morning, it was, it was hard for me to kind of keep up to date with all the Everton stuff and games. If I was out, say, on a Friday or something like that, I, I wouldn't be getting up at 7, 8 to watch them every week. So it was handy catching back up on games that way. And as well, for anything trending over in England, they had Ball Street then on a Monday. So yeah. I remember saying when I got back then, I got back, I think it was Mar March 2017, and the first thing I did, I was going straight over for Everton versus uh, West Brom, and I stayed there till the Monday to go on Toffee TV. And uh, I went on that, and I, I was thinking to myself, I go, there's nothing like that in Ireland. Um, there's nothing like that even for any clubs in Ireland, the national team or nothing. So I was like asking them all about it when I got there, and then I, I, I did a show with them there, and then... Um, decided to make my own one after talking to them and they kind of helped me get some stuff uh, get it, get the ball rolling basically yeah yeah and um, you know just from there then I think it was the end of April kind of start of May then last year and then a couple of videos came out I started with a couple of lads and then they kind of stopped uh, they kind of lost the um, the will to kind of come and do videos right. and then around I'm not sure I think it was around was it November October yeah it was around the start of those internationals yeah and then John uh, hit me a message and uh, since then he's, 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 he's um, he came in for a little bit and then I think around January then became pretty much a permanent fixture yeah John how did you get yourself into it and why did you get yourself into it yeah it was a strange one for me as a, as a kind of a football nerd I, I got what well, mainstream media wasn't enough for me and uh, it was the fan TV the fan element that I you know, was really really interested in and uh, as a big Liverpool supporter you know I was involved in various Liverpool podcasts and then I just started going and doing a little bit for Redmen and um, I think it was just around one of the Irish internationals I just came across uh, Paul's content in the, in the early days and it was like whoa this is something new there isn't really anything here from an Irish point of view and we got chatting and then come in for one video and next thing you do more and more and more and you know as we're coming along the journey's got even more exciting um, you know there's not there's nothing else like that in terms of exposure for both the Irish International and the League of Ireland games and you know we're both pretty driven we're both similar minded and we just kept on going together and even as a blue and as a red we shouldn't really work but it does you know, we, we we unify in in the Irish spirit, and uh, we keep on going. And yeah, you know, it's I suppose it's a broader subject, it's a conversation for another day. But mainstream media is very much on you know one road, and then this current vibe with social media, um, fan based TVs, it's, it's more like what fans want to see, what people want. They don't want the old cliches all the time. They don't want just almost journeyman footballers just coming out ranting, you know, not want to say much about their friends. They, what they want, what people would like. It's like the conversation you would have with your friends in the pub etc you know yeah. it's those type of match days experience and you know you know that that for me was what football is all about yeah now obviously the highlight so far in terms of guests on your show is in no doubt myself and Dave put in <laughs> an, an analytically excellent performance at the start of the year but who comes a close second and third for you uh, I'd have to say Matt Holland 
yeah. for me anyway uh, I'm not sure what, what videos you were in but for me Matt Holland definitely yeah. why Matt Holland? Uh, well I had to go over to um, London to meet him uh, and he was just the nicest guy ever like I, I just sent him a message on Instagram and I couldn't believe that he actually got back to me yeah, he was like yeah. Yeah, no problem with with sort of things. It was around Christmas time when I messaged him. He goes, "Let's get Christmas out of the way, and we'll go from there." And then uh, I just kind of kept in contact with him. And he goes, "Let me just sort out my schedule, and we'll, we'll sort something else." So I, I flew over to um, Essex, met him in a hotel there, um, just set up a, a tripod. I might it was just me and him for for two hours, and uh, it was like sitting there with one of my friends. He was just the nicest guy ever, chatting away. No, about no ego. Yeah, just love talking about football we just spent time chatting about his career and stuff like that and as I say he was just no ego nicest guy you could have met was there anything in that interview that you kind of were surprised about uh, maybe the best players that you play with uh, Paolo Di Canio he's at a club level right just because some of the players I'm not saying that Di Canio wasn't bad or was bad I'm just yeah. thinking that there was other players that I would have thought maybe but he's seen them every day in training and stuff like that and he said they can you also yeah it's funny isn't it because mm. <clears throat> we had Connor Masterson on the show and all the players Coutinho and all those players yeah. he, we trained him with and it was Sturridge who said is the best player the club has I've heard, yeah. I've heard that a lot actually but yeah and but obviously he doesn't the potential doesn't come out and with injuries and stuff like that so yeah some people probably maybe don't get the crack of the whip maybe that they deserve or maybe they just don't get the appreciation that they deserve Jonathan yourself oh, it has to be you guys really doesn't it it has to be <laughs> I watched it again last night. I, was, I was amazed <laughs> <laughs> I was who, who were those guys <laughs> who were them guys yeah no we've been lucky enough you know especially with the League of Ireland days you know um, mm. after games we've we've got to interview quite a lot of players yeah. and most players are very obliging as well and you know it's just, it's just a great journey to be involved with yeah. uh, this year you were awarded your FAI media pass so how has that helped and and how have you made use of it? I think, well, we've, we've, we've been to, I'd say we probably missed maybe two games at most, three games maybe, max. Yeah, last Friday night was weird in a way, not rushing to a game after work. You know, it felt weird. It's like I should be doing something here. Yeah, um, yeah so it's given us great exposure in that way, um, you know, both in terms of entry into the ground and, uh, you know, um, access to players and management um, of, of various games. Yeah, it definitely makes it handier as well. If you're trying to uh, approach a club to get an interview with a player, like recently I had an interview with Pat Huben off uh, Dundalk, currently top scorer in the League of Ireland. Yeah. Like, it, it was just so much easier uh, to get in contact contact the, the club and it was yeah yeah no problem because you have that bit of trust now mm. that you're not going to commit and make someone look stupid yeah like when we do interviews it's not to make players look stupid it's more so to humanize them yeah, yeah. and it's just like having a conversation like we are now and just kind of getting to know each other and it, it actually we end up probably becoming friendly with a lot of uh, the players again we talk about no egos with Matt Holland but it's yeah. very similar yeah. uh, with, with most of the League of Ireland players not all but most as you said yeah you do, you do forget that they're actually just people yeah, yeah exactly you know, yeah. And, and, and they have the same feelings same likes dislikes uh, just like yourself do you have many managers or players refusing interviews <laughs> I wouldn't say refusing I would just say they wouldn't get back to you like okay you we had <laughs> here, oh, here yeah. we go again <laughs> I'll tell you we all go down there so when you're outside the ground and you have your media pass there. Is there a procedure for it, or, or is it just a free for all? Or 
It, it depends really on on the ground and the setup. Um, usually, we you know you have to go the human side of it. If if you're after lo- if the player players after losing, or you you don't really go up to a manager or a player that's you know going to be pissed off. You have to have a bit of a bit of respect to humanise it. So usually we would kind of focus on the winning team. Mm. It's obviously more obliging. Now every ground is different, but usually there's a mixed zone outside the dressing room areas, and uh, you just really go up, and it is a little bit of a free for all then. But you know I have to say um, a huge percentage of the players and managers are very obliging, very obliging mm-hmm. with their time. And you know we've got some great content which you can see on our YouTube yeah. channel and all our social media pages. <laughs> there you <laughs> go. <laughs> have you uh, have you have you focused on league or first division at all? No, it's prim- prim- primarily um, the the League of Ireland, the, the Premier Division Premier so far. Division, but yeah. you know, we do plan in time just to get to a few more First Division games as well. You know, um, my hometown club now, um, Galway Saudi FM. You know, will uh, will certainly get a bit more focus now. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it's not it's not true. Warrant of not wanting to do it. It's the fact that we both work full time jobs, and yeah. it's not enough of us to get to other grounds yeah. as well. Like we have yeah. to go to to a game to cover the game, yeah. and then to get the interviews and all afterwards. Yeah. And people seem to forget that sometimes and they're like oh you don't Sorry, no, yeah. people seem to forget that sometimes and they're like well, well you don't cover this and you don't cover that it's like we want to cover that and as time goes on maybe we'll expand so and for any fans out there who who actually uh, enjoy your channel that you you will be going to the likes of Turners Tur- Cross today for example or you know grounds that are a little bit further away well, I'm yeah. a Shelburne yeah. fan so yeah, like, yeah, I, I, I haven't even been to a Shelburne game this year because I've been trying to get focus on the Premier Division because yeah. that's there's a bigger audience there right yeah. now and until we build that yeah. you can't really start d- dipping down at the moment yeah. Like and, and as well as that there's other channel, fan channels now that are starting to kind of come along and they're set trying to do similar things which you know I'm kind of happy about in a way because it raises the profile of the league even the FAI even uh, Soccer Republic have all upped their game in terms of marketing and marketing yeah. the league and all since we've came along yeah yeah. so it keeps you on your toes too doesn't it absolutely and would you predominantly go to Dublin grounds at the minute only again because I yeah. say about work yeah. uh, like I work over the weekends too sometimes so, so say Johnny I think you work mon- Monday to Friday primarily Monday to Friday but like you leave for work at you know seven half seven on a Friday mm-hmm. morning we out of location not by choice we have to usually pre- pick the, the nearest D- Dublin based game but even still like um, we'll go straight from there after work um, you know Watch the, get the game, cover the game, get a few interviews afterwards, and it, c- yeah. it could be after midnight to come come yeah, back. Yeah. And then there's all this editing and all that come down. So, you know, we would like to go to these various grounds around the country. We'd love to get to and you know expand, but you know we are kind of lim- limited at the moment. Even like tomorrow, we we wanted to go up Dundalk or playing Cork, and it's a huge game, and it would be a really exciting game to go to. And we'd love to be able to yeah. go up there. But again, I finish work at seven. The game probably starts at eight, and it's up in Oriel Park. Yeah. We've been to Oriel Park once this season, and that was actually against Cork uh, yeah. earlier in the year. It was a nightmare in traffic as well that. <laughs> on <a> Friday evening. <laughs> well, I actually had that day off, so I actually got a bus up. So there's a bus from the, the city centre in, in Dublin. Uh, the matches bus brings you up for a tenner. So I get that up, and I do be up and draw it a, a good bit too. So that's again how I met with Pat there recently enough. It's it's handy enough to get to, but the thing is, it's every hour. Yeah. So it takes an hour to get there. So if you miss that bus, you're waiting two hours. Yeah. So yeah. 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 Uh, when you look back at your first show, how do you feel it progressed? <laughs> I can talk in front of a camera. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're very nervous when you started. Yeah. And you, do you still get the same nerves, or is it a different type of nerve, or you're comfortable now with that situation? I'd be comfortable. I, I would do most of the intros and stuff like that. So Johnny wouldn't actually have done a lot of the intros. So it's probably new, a lot newer to him. Yeah. Uh, but for me now, I would be fine. It's just it for me. It's 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 the open and the close. 
that's the only kind of difficult part because so, sometimes you're kind of I think I even did it with yourself I called you Ray on our show yeah yeah, uh, yeah. with Roy but it was pure just down to like making sure you had everything yeah you know colored and perfect and sometimes you'd say a player's name wrong and you have to do redo it and stuff like yeah. that and it's not it's not it's not even that it's, it was probably uh, probably the most nervous was my first interview was uh, was with Dane Massey the, the Dundalk uh, yeah. captain that was probably the most nervous but once once I met him sat down we had a cup of tea or coffee I think and uh, you know then we just got into it and yeah. I, I said I, I'd say it to him like oh, a bit, I, I don't really like the in shots not really my favourite part everything else I'm alright but as time progressed it's, it's one of those things it's practice makes perfect they say when you do something a hundred times I don't know it becomes natural I yeah. how about yourself Jonathan um, yeah there's little nerves especially um, you know a whole experience of interviewing players you know managers after a game that was a little different because I think as Les Becca Paul has said there you know when we're having a conversation about football you know it's something we do anyway so that's natural there is a little bit of things you know as yeah, intros and, and sometimes you know picking the right question to ask mm. etc but by and large no you know I've done lucky enough to do a lot of work um, both in audio and visual and you know it's 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 not nerves it's kind of a buzz really that you know is the best way you can describe and you know that excitement really is, is the most common feeling I would describe at the moment yeah. do you ever get the uh, like after a question you get the awkward pause and you feel like have I asked this right or like a manager giving you a bit of a look as if say what was that or what do you mean or yeah, well, you're dealing with different personalities and all like that. Like, like sometimes it's you know you got to realise you know one of the things that I noticed was like you got to take the human aspect out of it. You can look at a footballer and he can be the most skillful, confident footballer on the pitch. Yeah. But then surely. you sp- then you then you speak to them and they're shy and it's mm. you know it's not disrespect. It's just people have different personalities mm. and you know that's a little bit more challenging than you know to try and make that person comfortable with you and you know and I suppose it's like anything. The more the more you do, the more the more of an, uh, a network that the, the people will build up you as well you know will make things a little more comfortable as well and how do you find like the papers and that kind of thing with you guys they they're, they're be kind of trying to muscle you out like the kind of the new age media kind of thing do they ever kind of do you get a bit sneers you get you get some odd looks but by and large most of them are yeah. actually come up and would praise it yeah I've got a lot of praise I think you yeah, have as no, well you would yeah as well like the whole media industry is completely changed at the moment yeah. and media is starting to accept that now as well like you look at all the papers they all about online platforms etc etc the, the, the whole industry is just completely changed yeah. and so most people are embracing it and most people you know will be you know full of full of good words and full of confidence and you know be all very nice to us What's the future so for the fan TV? What are you looking at? Where do you look to go? How do you make it bigger? I'm just looking at the progress. We've got some uh, exciting stuff kind of coming up. We can't really reveal at the moment. Give us one us on, tell us, go on. Just one. Uh, well, we're doing something with the, this Bluebell game against uh, the Celtic Legends. That's right. TCC's the crack, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell you, I'm not telling you. That's all you're going to tell me. But no, there's, there's supposed to be the likes of Stillian Petrov and stuff like that Brilliant. coming over. And I don't know if you've seen the, the Man United Legends game That's uh, right, covered. Yeah. So it'll be similar to that, but they'll, they'll have uh, Stillian Petrov. I think uh, there's talk of John Hartson coming over. Yeah. And there was also you know maybe talk of Robbie Keane playing the game as well oh, and there's a slight possibility of maybe Henry Glass will play but see we did such a good job with uh, the Legends 11 uh, for the Manchester United game that they wanted us to come along and, and help them with that and Brilliant. that's just one small thing um, we've, we've got talking to some other people like that and they've been not talking about getting some interviews with some Premier League players so the seeds are planted and just kind of when, that, when those type of things happen you know um, 
then people start taking you seriously when they see yeah. it's kind of bigger, bigger names and stuff like that then people start to go you know what these, these aren't jokers like these are serious about what yeah. they're doing yeah. you know and do you, do you think that you'll have more like the Matt Holland trip away to, to talk to Irish abroad or maybe phone interviews or Skype interviews yeah. or whatever will it, will it broaden out that way or are you going to leave a home base that, that, that's very I would I think we both like to try and expand the brand as much as possible like you know people love Irish people everywhere um, and football is, is football no matter where it is you know you can see a viral video from Brazil going viral so yeah look we are you know we're based here both in terms of our location and I suppose financially at the moment but yeah. you know we both would like to, to expand to the, the greater football community I, d- I do think as well uh, and we are actively looking for a sponsor at the moment because between equipment and everything else it's very expensive as, as you guys probably yeah, know yeah um, you know we have to kind of make do with what we have at the moment and you know we have done that for a while but um, we've gone on to a couple of uh, companies and, uh, and emails have been sent back and forth so um, you know I think the future's bright and it's, it's exciting times I suppose with, with, the, with the station you focus in on the League of Ireland you focus in on women's football the whole lot why should people get out and watch more Irish football? Why? Because you know, you look at the crowds. You see the crowds in League of Ireland. They start off high and then they drift away during the season. So, why should they stick at it? Well, I, I, it's a tough one because you see all these people like saying, "Oh, you know, we're the best fans in the world. The Irish fans are the best fans in the world." But majority of them don't go to the, the local games. And mm. as you see there in the, in the last squad, there's there's talent there that's available that could get into the international team. And if you look at most of our players now who are Irish-based in that squad, a lot of them are from based came from the League of Ireland, and they're playing league, uh, week in week out. There was Sean McGuire last season, um, then the Graham Burke. Obviously, he's got to move into Preston now. Shane Supple, he's fantastic. Like he left football himself. Yeah. It wasn't true not being good enough. He, we actually did a video with him. He's actually a very nice guy as well. Um, but it's 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 th- things like that, and people don't realise. Like even the even the women's game, like I went to the one that, not the recent ones because again work got in the way of that. Um, but the, the ones before that, like there is good standard out there, and a lot of people are just like they use the same old you know cliches. Ah, I just don't want to see that. Yeah. I don't want to watch just that ignorant. because it's on your doorstep. Yeah. And you know until the, the, the until the day people realise that, you know the crowds aren't gonna change, and, and people need to need to realise that now. In fairness. Do the, clu- the clubs have a part to play though in that? I do. I feel. I feel like um, some clubs market their club better than others, um, and others don't bother at all. Like I look at some clubs and I'm just like, "What are you doing?" Like we probably promote your club more than you actually do, and it's just things like that. And it's it's frustrating from uh, you know an outsider looking in at, at clubs and the, especially the smaller clubs in Ireland, and you're just like, like, what are you doing? Like, there's so much potential there for all, like, every, in my opinion, every club should have their own Shamrock Rovers fan TV. Every single club mm. should have, yeah. for example, something like that, Cork City uh, FC fan TV, um, Dundalk, I think Dundalk actually have a Dundalk uh, report, yeah. and he does interviews after the game, which is quite good. That Dundalk sport? Would that be no, I think yeah, live, sorry. live at Oriel as well. Is that Jerry? I think yeah, yeah. as well. Yeah. No, but yeah. No, the thing about the league that kind of frustrates me, and I was I've been guilty of it as well. You know, we both have. Yeah, we, we both kind of you know got dug into it this re- this year really, and just been you know gone to a hell of a lot of games, gone to a, le- a lot of different grounds, and uh, there's a wonderful football on the doorstep every every weekend, and you know, 
and as Paul said, like so many of the Irish squad have come through the league and you know even it's been exciting now as well the last couple of squads you know they've had the League of Ireland involvement in it but you know it's it's not pumping forward there's some very good football being played there's yeah. a lot of talented it's better players. football in the League of Ireland at the minute than there is actually in the national side um, I'd have to, to be ag- I'd have to agree strongly with that yeah. uh, and, and not only that you know you have talent from you know whereas before you know going to England was the be all and end all now it is still you know the pinnacle of a career but you do have players coming back you know they might have been in England a year or two they're now the they're now the League of Ireland is now you know you know a, a realistic a place for them to go to to play their trade. You know your players coming back. You know it's really really exciting. There's some great players in in the league. You know just get down to a game and, and embrace it. And yeah. it wasn't so long ago that Trapattoni tried to praise himself by saying that there isn't even a league in Ireland. Wasn't that correct? Mm-hmm. I believe yeah. there was some, some yeah, in, in, in red. Okay, well listen, what we're going to do is we're going to uh, go to a break. We're going to take a breather. <laughs> yeah, because it's melting and melting in here, and we'll talk to you then. You're listening to Liffey Sound on 96.4 FM. And welcome back to the big kickoff on Liffey Sound 96.4 FM. If you want to text us, it's 87 7138 You know what our email is by now, but I'll say it to you. The big kickoff 96.4 at gmail.com. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and well, look for us everywhere else. Google us, we're there. Okay, the World Cup. We, it's, it's been interesting we, we had a little talk just beforehand uh, slightly about and it's hard not to keep talking about it Germany we'll start off with Germany uh, Dave your yeah. thoughts on, on, on Germany obviously knocked out but uh, your thoughts overall on them I was certainly surprised after the second game I thought after the second game when they kind of done it in the last minute I thought alright they'll, they'll click in now and start get going and then I was in work and then just getting the, the updates and I was like still in all still in all and then obviously looked at the reports it's, it's just crazy I just can't get over it and there's enough there in that side and it, they're Germany and it's their mentality it's like how do you lose to South Korea I literally I don't know where to go with it to be honest I really don't it's one of them where it's like I just can't believe it still what, what it's do a you funny think, one Paul what do you think what was our downfall what, what were they missing obviously people are going to talk about Sané that was always going the minute he didn't pick Sané yeah. if they failed that was he's going to jump on down his throat about that but what, there has to be more than that so what, do you, what can you put your finger on that, that maybe was a problem for them well they, they seem to be struggling at the back I know Hummels was carrying an injury then obviously they had the um, Boateng yeah, suspension as well I, and then there was numerous things like Neuer for the game against South Korea I don't know what he was doing like it was, <laughs> it was mental like, in fairness now, I did love to see how the Koreans you know, won the game and, and all the celebrations and all, but I was just looking at that Germany team and just going, you know, where's that spark that yeah. they normally have? Like, they usually growing out results no matter who it is or, or, or you know, what it is. The, uh, Werner, all, did, for me, he's just, he's just not that, you know, that German striker that they normally have, like the closer or something like that. Like when Gomez came on, he gave them a bit of structure when he did come on. Um, is, Mo- is Muller played out of position should he be just a centre forward because he is a poacher of goals he doesn't actually have the, the he doesn't seem to have the well. legs and, any wider I think he's more he, he kind of just sits with, with the striker I don't think he's a, is an out and out but the problem is they don't have a striker yeah, that's, that's, that's what I would say I, I would say he's probably their best option as the striker uh, what is his name Vermeer is it Vermeer yeah. showed nothing no, at all Leipzig no. Yeah, it just showed nothing at all. And Gomez is Gomez. He's just be he's your Tony Cascarino to come off the bench and, yeah, and do something yeah. for you. But Crazy. yeah, keep it. Uh, now I'm glad you, you mentioned uh, Neuer because uh, <laughs> Chris Sutton had his his speak about Neuer and his, anyway. and his yeah. position the other night, as you mentioned. They were one down, but I've never seen 
anything like it. I'm 45 years old, and I understand goalkeepers go up for set pieces. He, Manuel Neuer, went up in <laughs> open play and played left wing. Uh, and there yeah. were defenders behind him. I have never seen anything like it. It was like a game in a school playground. What is he doing? That, that tells you something that, he, that they actually couldn't have put Sula, the centre-half, a bit further forward, or Hummels. They were playing behind him. When have we ever seen anything like that? I mean, this is the World Cup. This is the World Cup, and your goalkeeper's playing left wing. It was brilliantly comical. Brilliantly comical. But I'm going to say it because I've, I've watched him for years. He's not got great feet, and I'm, I'm, I'll fight anyone over it. He's not got good feet. He, when he when he's put under pressure, he's a big, tall, lanky, six foot five, whatever he is, and he puts it out wide, well, puts it out the touch. He showed when so he what's got, he doing playing? Yeah, back? I don't know. When he when he got this possessed uh, just outside the South Korean box, yeah. when he got this possessed in the box, <laughs> he actually lost. His, he hadn't a clue where the no. ball was. He was never in control yeah. of the ball. So that backs up what you're saying. Yeah. Where he might be able to pass the ball from left to right. That's yeah. as far as it goes. There is no Messi in him, you know. And that that for me, if there's ever one moment moment that summed up the German squad, the German. Mentality, um, you know, there was a lot of talk. I remember a lot of heard talk before the uh, before the World Cup, and it wasn't just the Sani. That was the one that got the, the headlines. But you know, they they'd gone with a, a, a very young um, squad for the Confederations Cup, yeah. and yeah. they played a lot of the under 23s as well. You know, a lot of good, you know, bright, fit <laughs> players. Yeah. You know, as opposed to the kind of old guys who are, you know, no disrespect. They've been a wonderful team, but they yeah. are starting to age. And you know, you might get away with having two, three of those players in your team. You're not going to get away with having all, you know, a, a current point. So they, they just seem dead. They just seem to yeah. be, you know, if they were still trying to play a career, I don't think they would have scored. It's just pass, pass, pass. No penetration, no bit of speed. You know, no, and you know the fact that he's up the pitch. You know. And call him that in that position, and just look so dead and lethargic. It's just you know, it's it's hard to take. You know, there's no way, you know, Germany with with the amount of young, skillful players that yeah. they have are caught in a situation like that. It just beggars belief. So Yogi Love flecked a bit of bottle. Maybe I think, in the I think he did. I, th- the squad. I think he was too much. You know, this this team has given me so much. Mm. You know, they're almost my buddies here. You know, I want to give them the the last chance to go out in the utmost high, and then maybe come in where. The reality is we've Scrap seen it. We've seen, we've seen it with various teams. Even look at other sports. The, the Irish rugby international, but O'Sullivan always comes to mind. Where you know he kept going, kept going, kept going, kept going, and then we got caught uh, and we needed a refresh, and there was no more young blood to come on. And, and that's what. And that's why Schmidt is is great for the Irish mm. rugby team because yeah. he'll play the people who are in form, and that's yeah. it. Yeah. And you, know? you know, it's a constant because you never want to be where it's kind of. Okay, yeah, this team is done. I'm going on to tam- uh, Team B. You know, you need to have a general recycle the whole way through blood, and that goes the same with all all sports. And you know, they just got caught rotten. You know, this this Korea that they're a bog average team yeah. really for no disrespect, yeah. but they play them off the park at times. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was just incredible. I th- I thought um, Julian Brandt was a, was a, the only spark for for them throughout yeah. the, the only highlight, and I think. He'd probably benefit from going to the uh, World Cup ahead yeah. of Sane. Probably get a big move now, and he does look like the next uh, star to come out of Germany. Yeah, and and haven't we seen it before? People winning the, the Euros and then going on to well, sure the last World three Cups World and Cup winners have not got out of the group. Yeah, Spans. Yeah. Yeah. and then France, France back in 2002 it, it, so there was a gap yeah. in 2006 I think yeah. that was it and I'd seen a few tweets today uh, from English people saying we're going to have a disastrous 2022 <laughs> so, um, careful now another weird one 
Because the World Cup has been odd because there has been a fluctuation in performance. It's like the World Cup of player power, I think. It is, isn't it? And it's, it's a bit it, disappointing. The, the, the players are ruling the World Cup now. Like, it's obvious Brazil, Neymar, you can't push him too much. Argentina, it's definitely obvious. Yeah. Uh, Portugal, it's obvious. Even when he came off injured in the Euros, he was on the line. Given it's, it's very much like managers are just there to try and keep them happy instead of telling them they're, what to do. They're coaches, isn't they? Yeah. yeah. It's, it's a funny one. The messy and I think that's why... I think players are almost as skillful as they've ever been, but they're maybe a bit lazier, and hence why some of these results are very strange. Yeah, yeah. Your Mexico's who are 100% effort. Talk about the Messi situation that uh, everyone's been talking about. Uh, player power, apparently, yeah. He's, he, he's running the show along with Borachaga and a few others. Yeah, well, simply, this is the story that's gone, that the clip that he's gone over and to the sideline. And then there was uh, the sideline where apparently Sao Paulo asked him, can I bring on Aguero? Like, yeah. so now, that has been put down. Uh, from a few reporters what in Argentina but I suppose you're going to have to do that if you want to think that your team has some sort of morale but again the performances just like the German and probably just a bit like the French as well the performance have been a bit flat and, and not up to the level that they, they mm. should be and it, that's probably because discontent in between and mm-hmm. sometimes the, I think the stars are getting too big for their boots and they think that's they're the actually problem, better than, than, than they are what do you think? Yeah no there's definitely the evolution of you know player power you know players like you even go back to what comes into my head um, Demir Tiro uh, um, at, at Chelsea when John Terry is, is on the sideline you know pretty much give an order saying yeah. you know no, bring him on you know, uh, um, you know and you know players you know I suppose it's it's modern football isn't it really they're not just high profile players yeah. anymore they're kind of celebrities and you know everyone, they think they know the game inside out and to be fair they probably do but you know there has to be a balance I think the best teams you know have a, have a manager you look as much as it pains me you look at Ferguson you know he got rid of egos no matter who they were he yeah. was able to keep that level of control and that le- level of, of, of structure which a lot of teams are really really struggling with at the moment well, it's very hard people always say stick to the one job that you're good at and, and, and stick to that it's very hard to be a player manager it's very hard to be a player coach it's very hard you, you play and you manage and you coach and that's it and I, I, I've always seen that the only person I've ever seen who got away with that was Kenny Dalglish back in the day that wow. kills me that he got away with the player manager situation but you're never genius sided now the biggest player of the whole World Cup is VAR <laughs> Paul your thoughts on VAR we'll go straight to you what's your thoughts on it we put up a post the other day on Facebook uh, a vote that will be finished Idiots, on, that's uh, on Friday what do you think of VAR yes it's brilliant or no it's a load of shite what's, the, what's your opinion I'm going to say yes it's brilliant mm-hmm. um, the game today was a prime example uh, Colombia against Senegal and the challenge on Mane by uh, Davinson that's Santos right, yeah. off uh, Spurs uh, on first glance I remember watching it in work because we had all the TVs and you could see uh, you watch the games but obviously in parts but um, I remember looking at it and it straight away went that's a pen and I seen the ref giving it and then I watched it back and they were showing it back and he gets his heel to it and I was like and then obviously they went and looked at it and actually rightfully um, gave a free out yeah. then or well, it was a drop ball wasn't it Yeah. Um, and you look at the, I remember the uh, Australia-France game and Griezmann, Griezmann got clipped and it was a penalty then and then you obviously have your stuff with the, the Irans and Portugal and stuff like that there's going to there's gonna be negatives as well or pros and cons mm. there's going to be pros and cons um, it's just one of them things it's going to take time for, for them to get it right but by and large I think they've got 70% right and you know it's only going to get better mm. I mean you look at what they said the most amount of penalties have been given we're not yeah. even out of the group stage yeah. I think we are right now but yeah. 
um, we weren't before that and you know and rightfully given penalties and then wrongly t- uh, if stuff's given they're uh, wrongly they're, yeah. they're taking it away so yeah. I, I just think sure, it was like the the Argentina game there the other night the, the handball was uh, it yeah he headed onto his hand yeah. and Lineker had the rules there and he pretty much stated he here's the difference yeah. and basically was no penal yeah and of course Abelette was going to say it was no penalty when he being the team and so Lineker said but the two guys like uh, Drogba sure. and, and no Drogba and Ferdinand still yeah, said yeah. no it was a penalty yeah, yeah. no it was a penalty all but day they, they, it just they, goes to show you they turned around and said it was a penalty because the one the night before was a penalty yeah. that doesn't it's make ridiculous. sense yeah. now Jonathan so that's a plus point but is there a negative point where as far as how the players are reacting yeah, well, look, it's something new in the game. Um, I think players, officials, everyone has to get used to it. It's certainly not the perfect wor- working model at the moment. Yeah. There's definitely tweaks that need to be met um, to it. I think it's especially amongst the kind of harassing of, of referees. You know, they're going to have to bring in a rule. You know, if you're making the imaginary uh, VR symbols or, yeah. or, or wherever yeah. I'm pointing here, it's, like it's a bit cards. like the yellow card. Yeah, thing, exactly. Isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Where, where there's a book straight away from that. They probably need to bring in a model where or let the captain even request it. No, perhaps like I they could go to the captain and I, get here. I don't get, know, I don't know do we want to really go down that route where well to be you honest in the middle of a game and you know you've been taken down I'd say to the ref sorry mate you're going to have to look at that yeah. like you should be allowed yeah. somehow I think approach yeah, him I think there's a, there's a there's a difference between approaching you know yeah. just saying look come on now look he's caught me here as opposed to just in his face or yeah. him saying look you yeah. need to go you mm-hmm. need to go um, I think particularly the one thing that I don't really like and I think it was the FA Cup game with West <sighs> Brom that horrible game back at the start of the year where it was a farce really he was going for decisions and the manager or sorry the referee was going off at the sideline you know, walking past players, giving the decision, and then getting absolutely harassed yeah. over by players left, right. It's a massive step up since the FA, FA Cup. Yeah, no, it's it's, it's, def- it's definitely a step in the right uh, right direction. But I do think, you know, uh, where there's a case of like the NFL, where you know there's an official at the side of the pitch where he kind of runs on with a you know a tablet or something. Yeah, the technology is there, and just to give the referee, I think timing that's the biggest concern I would have. But you know. By and like there's still going to be an element to it, no matter what you think. We talked about the handball there, and you know, you know, say it's never pen for me, but there, there is a human aspect aspect to it. Mm. But by and large, it's worked very, very well. Yeah. If they speed it up a little bit, get rid of the, the kind of the drama that, that goes alongside it. But you know, you know, the biggest point I'll make against people that will say, no, no, it's crap, whatever. It takes six minutes of the game. That's rubbish for me. Um, but like you look at. Spain they would be yeah. out if it wasn't yeah. for me or yeah, the last yeah. basketball goal yeah. is clearly ruled out like you know at the end of the day you, you ha- whether it's the big teams or the small teams you know the correct decisions have to be made you know and it's, fo- made, it's made us aware of how many controversial situations there is in the game of football well, it just goes to show you as well like, and it might change players attitudes remember the, the one last week with Lukaku when he yeah. went past the keeper and fell he kind of got up straight away and started waving as if to say no because he, he was probably afraid this goes to VR I'm in trouble I don't think he was diving, but he kind of said he got yeah. up straight away and went, "Now hold on, it's not really." Like, it's yeah. the same way as well, you know, with pulling in the box. You know, yeah. there's been a couple of them given for that. You know, oh, the if, if that keeps given, you know, it's like anything. You're gonna, you're gonna, everyone, sports people, no matter what they are, you're gonna bend the rules as much as you can. You know, you're gonna study your referee. Yeah. He doesn't give away penalties for this. I can hang on, as you yeah. know, as I can give this much of a whole, you know, partial hold on to someone or whatever. Yeah. But if if pens are start given for that, you know, you'll soon stop, and the mindset will stop. And we could, like, at the end of the day, I think the best thing about VAR is that it will give the most skillful players an opportunity to exploit their skills without getting you know pulled and dragged yeah. around the place 100%. it would have been great to have it around the time when Thierry Henry was handballing <laughs> don't stop we had to go there didn't we <laughs> that comes up at least we would have won that World Cup <laughs> ok listen we're going to another break and we'll be back then you're listening to Liffy Sound www.liffysoundfm.ie listen online community radio at its best and welcome back to the big kickoff on Liffey Sound 96.4 F. Just a quick one in England. Are they going to win? 
Are England going to win? Yeah. Um, no. No. Some say it's coming home. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> it's coming home to Brazil. <laughs> uh, no, I don't think. Uh, don't yeah. think they will. I don't think. Uh, do you know? I wouldn't be surprised. See, there's no one. I wouldn't be surprised if Brazil lost out as well. It, it's so that side of the draw is very uh, it's a tough draw. Very top heavy. Yeah. yeah. Don't go there. Oh, yeah, Brazil and work to win, so I win that win. I'm, <laughs> like Belgium. I'm, I'm backing my whole way. <laughs> okay, we're, it's time for. Ooh, yeah, beat the brain. It's time for beat the brain. Okay, breathe so beat the brain. <laughs> put your phones away, David. No, it's grand. It's not. He's got a list of all the answers there. <laughs> Here we go. Getting nervous now. Okay, so it's the big kickoff. Beat the brain. It's brain versus the lads from Irish Football Fan TV. And it's an Irish football special. I thought you were going to say it was an Irish like shite. So, as always, we will have... There's A and B questions. The guests always get the choice of either the A questions or the B questions. A obviously means you will go first. I'll go A or one. Yeah, go first. A. Okay. Randolph, Coleman, Brady, and which other Irish player played every minute of Euro 2016? Oh, that's a tough question. John O'Shea? Don't like where this is going. No. You're not conferring, you're just going for it. Go on. Are you happy with John it? O'Shea? Oh, I see dissension in the camp. John O'Shea. I'm, to, I'm gonna split them here. John O'Shea is wrong. Oh. Hey, Dave, do you, want so, so, you don't get a bonus name point. The others, Not that it's going to make you Randolph, Coleman, Brady, and which other player? Clark? No. Jeff Hendricks. Ah. There you go. So You're not sure, are you? <laughs> you have to Google that now, will you? Yeah, You're well, not sure? That's on the list. Now, that's on the list. Oh. I could have sworn it was O'Shea. No. Torres? Oh, good. Luis Garcia? Lukaku? And which other player has scored twice against Ireland in a major championship? Garcia. The Mexican. Torres. Garcia. Oh, sorry. Lukaku. I wasn't listening. <laughs> I just heard Torres and Lukaku. Do you know who I thought You only have to concentrate for one hour yeah, of the show. Know. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Can we answer? You can after he fails. <sighs> no, give me a sec, give me a sec, give me a sec. No. Uh, no. Mendieta? No. Grazman? Paul? <laughs> Who do you think? Are we allowed to take a second now? Yeah, you can, no, it doesn't matter. He's gone. You can. Is it Griezmann? So is it. Is it is it, uh, is it out of the three that are there or another player? Another player. Another player. Yeah, yeah Griezmann at the Euros, yeah. You're as good as me for listening. Yeah. <laughs> One I, do you know what I knew it was Griezmann I said no what I thought, I thought it was too obvious because you were saying Garcia I was thinking Lukaku scored two against idiot well. okay I, st- I thought it was so smug saying Garcia <laughs> lads a question again who has more international goals Ooh. Paul McGrath Robbie Brady or Andy Townsend oh. uh, it's not Paul McGrath no it's not Paul McGrath 50-50 probably yeah. music I, I don't think Brady has about four. I don't think it's Brady. Townsend. Yeah, go Andy. Paul McGrath, watch. Paul McGrath. <laughs> yes, that's what I Paul McGrath, eight. I Robbie Brady, two, seven. Andy Townsend, seven. David, oh, here we go. David Bugle. Foreigners. Same question. <laughs> Aiden McGeady, 
Ah. Matt Holland ah. or Gary Brian? Oh. <sighs> it's just gonna have to go on instinct. They're all probably twos and trees. I'm trying to get some hints here. Uh, Matty Holland. Matty Holland, five goals. Aidan McGeady, five goals. And you need a team of Gary Brains for six goals. I nearly said, I nearly cursed on radio. <laughs> six? Yeah, six goals. Would you have done that? Would you? I, no, I, I, yeah, was, I was actually going to go with Gary Brains. Be honest. Yeah, it would have been a wild guess. Teaser said. Teaser said. Okay, Irish football fan TV. So, so far, it's nil all, is it? Nil all so far. A truly typical Irish game. <laughs> okay. Put it up long. <laughs> yeah, yeah, quick. Name the former Irish international who played for Ajax side that eliminated Dundalk <sighs> from the European Cup Winners' Cup in 1987. Jesus. So think. Think of the era. Shut up! Sorry. I got, inst- got in my instinct is kicking in here now. <laughs> Leave it alone, Roy! <laughs> The year I was born. Um, oh, I, don't, it I, in. I don't think I watched a lot of football that year. You're, you remember Euro 88 because you're seeing it, so think about it. Did you? He was right. born. He would have seen the videos. Oh, yeah, sure. Maybe, uh, So, name the former Irish international who played for Ajax side that eliminated Dundalk from the European Cup Winners' Cup in 1987. Who could have made that move to Ajax? Sure. We need to give me the 80s and 90s questions. Can we, can we have the position? <laughs> no. You can. Ask, no. After your answer. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, let, I'll let you go with this one, so. It's a, it's a wild one. Is it Cascarino? No. Not Tony Cascarino. Do you want to have a guess? Rude Van Frank Stapleton. Frank what? the Tank Stapleton. It is indeed, but you still don't get that in far. I know. That's, give me the 80s and 90s one. Give them the two. Yeah, no, so still nil, 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 nil. Yeah. I, wasn't okay. I wasn't even born. I know, no, that's why. Give me them ones. But it doesn't matter. You should still know these things. David, <laughs> with 11 goals, who was the League of Ireland's all-time leading scorer in European competitions? Oh. 11? That's impressive. I know this one. That's obviously over campaigns. Yeah. And I'd say you know, because he's, he's probably shells. Oh, he's giving me a hint here. He's fishing. Don't fall. Stare straight. Then Crow. Do, Bowes. Do a Roy Keane. Stare he's into the space. An answer. You say Crow Bowes. I was going to go with Jason. Boom. Shells. No, okay, come on, go on. Answer. I said it. I said it. Oh, Crow. it? I know who it is. Who was it? David McMillan. You're wrong. It's Glenn Crow. <laughs> yes. Oh, that, that's wrong. <laughs> eleven goals. I don't think McMillan's got eleven. Eleven. Oh. <laughs> Go to another break. We need Google. <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure about Matt Yall. Was it? Who was it? Who was the other one? Jeff Hendricks. Yeah, Jeff Hendricks. Okay. This is rigged. I'm in their head now. Which FA Cup finals? Uh, which FA Cup final scoring star <sighs> took took up a player manager role in the League of Ireland in the nineties? Jeff Kenna. You're going straight in for Jeff Kenna. Did he score in the FA Cup? No, that's their answer. Because he played in the 90s, for God's sake. I'm giving them a benefit of the doubt here. Oh, you I had just a told them it's wrong. You had a benefit of the doubt. I might have gone in a bit too swift there. No, I went on my first answer, Glenn Crow. 
Premier League man. Um, FA Cup final scoring, scoring. star. And he managed a league became one. a manager in the league, in the league of Ireland in the nineties. The nineties, sorry, that's a broad I spectrum. Was, that was the nineties, wasn't it? He, he would have been one of the kind of nearly one of the first outsiders, kind of coming in, and sorry. then went on to. No, I won't tell you any more. Then Sam Allardyce, did he score in the FA Cup final? No, that's who I probably would have plumbed for. There was someone else. There was someone else who was a decent name. He went down to slightly bigger and better things. Oh, slightly. Um, Tough questions. Yeah, 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 fair play to you. Oh. Do it. Let's go, go for it. Laurie Sanchez? Laurie Sanchez! Sligo Rovers. <laughs> Wickham. So we're 1-1, one, one, but we'll go. Is you this the last one? No, you have, a, you have a, pressing, a question in hand here. Right, this okay. is the f- fourth one. Pressing in hand. In, in the 98-99 UEFA Cup match between Rangers, where did Shelbourne play their home leg? It's going to be here for a minute. Oh, you know it, do you? Bask in the glory. Wait for the fan. Frenton Park. Tramier. Yeah, okay. Only talking about recently with the... Somebody who open shells, it's great. Did you did you think of these questions together? No. <laughs> no, there's no fix. He tells me nothing. Believe me, I, I'm, I'm he not. He wants me to lose. I'm That's the problem. Okay, here we go. In the World Cup qualifiers, player, we played Georgia at home. There's two points available for this. What? Why? Do I get two points? Sorry, I'm getting taken. You're like now. a child. I know, I know. I'm getting excited because I'm winning. First question. I just want to rub that in there. What was the score? Oh. So the home qualifier against Georgia in our... The recent one? Yep. Negating. 2-1. In the home qualifier against Georgia. Was it 2-1 or 1-0? Negating score. Georgia. Hold on. Yeah, Georgia, you've done the... the Do they wear yellow? All yellow? They won the, they done the two flicks and that was Maldo. Is it? That's a different game. It's 2-1 because I think they got an equaliser and then uh, Negating scored like the last minute to win it. That was at the way leg though. No, the way like was nil nil, I think. Or one all. No, it was one all. Dolby scored in that. What's your answer? Yeah, go on, go for it. Score. Two one. Two one is wrong. <laughs> one <laughs> nil. And now I'm going to give you a chance to get that other point. Away. Think hard. Who scored that goal? The qualifiers just yeah. That McGee, that McGeady goal. That was away. That was away. That was the way, like, yeah, he did the, the left foot. Yeah. Oh, I have my thinking cap on me tonight. Were you at this game? I thought was. Away. No, Not the home game. That was 1 0, as we just found out. Fans, me ears. I don't know either. Who's got to go? Take over your guess. It's McLean. No. So Dave Walters. The score was one nil and was scored by Seamus Coleman. Oh, when he ran it over the line, yeah. Ah, sure. That was one time he just bundled it over. Yeah, yeah. it was a horrible goal. So in the same qualifier as Dave, we played Georgia away. What score was it? Ah, oh. <laughs> here. <laughs> no, it was nil all. We were rubbish. No. Final answer. Yeah. 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 No. One all. Yeah, well, one all. Who scored? Oh, it was actually a decent goal. We went one nil up, didn't we? See, I was on a golfing weekend and didn't really watch the game because it was rubbish. 
that could have been any game. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All the games. Go on, give it a shot. I'll say, I'll say McLean. It was Duffy, wasn't it? Duffy, that's yeah. who it was, yeah. Doesn't matter. <laughs> Still unbeaten. <laughs> here, here, here was the tie. That was a this, rubbish this was game. The, this was the tiebreaker. What is the Randy Wells capacity? I'll give you the shirt first of all. <laughs> what is its current capacity? <laughs> Did you forget the bead? <laughs> <laughs> Have a guess. In a round, whoever gets the closest. We got a new saying. Um... They're defeated there. They're broken. You have a go, Dave. You can throw it. Three in. and a half. Five. Three and a half thousand, sorry. Not literally three and a half. What do you think? It's a bit more. Um, we'll come higher. Three thousand five hundred. Three hundred five. It's three thousand seven hundred. Would you believe? Oh. I only knew that because I checked it there earlier on. But it's only three thousand seven hundred. I was surprised. I thought it was a lot more. Mm. No, they upgraded it, and because obviously because they're taking terrorists now away, they, they upgraded it and it got three thousand seven hundred on the new stand. So without Brazil not being in your sweep, who are you? Who do you fancy? Brazil still, regardless. Brazil were my choice beforehand. Um, probably have started to click into gear a bit. Yeah. Um, dark horses before and who I'm still kind of pretty much impressed are is Croatia. Mm. I think they have a solid structure, a bit of spark as well and you know a, a lot of things will have to go right for them to win but you know yeah. they're definitely an outside bat. I was always going on about France. To, uh, like it was on paper they always had a nice squad for months and obviously building up but so I still have to go with them but I've always been a Brazil fan and I'm starting to think maybe but then again that, that, that side of the draw is Top, it's seriously top heavy. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Um, potentially, probably whoever comes out with that side, maybe. But then again, they could be Jade and Spain on the other side. You can't rule it Spain either. You know, on the other side, it's not too bad. But then Croatia, as you said, that side of the draw could go on another good run. Ah, it's, it's so far so good. Anyway, more the same. Anyway, but a bit of luck. I think Brazil have options as well. Like, you yeah. know, I think we were saying off air there about. Um, you know Douglas Costa coming off the bench yeah. for them and something sort of making a difference and then uh, I think uh, you were having a little bit of a tiff about uh, his news <laughs> for me <no>. yeah. <laughs> yeah. go on John do you want to get it off your chest well, I, I just think especially with that three behind them you know you've William Coutinho Neymar if, if they're going to get a lot more benefit out of that three yeah. if they have someone like Firmino up top you know you can really bring them to life yeah exactly like he, he's played very very closely with Coutinho as well you know what he knows them inside out yeah. uh, I just think it's more of a blend look don't get me wrong Jesus is a brilliant player a very talented player he's probably faded a little you know mm. he does he looks like a player that's probably you know that he's struggling for game his confidence just isn't there like there's yeah. one or two moments where he's on the left and you know he's, he's cut back to the right and it's just a couple of seconds too slow and all yeah. that um, but yeah look look they're two great choices to have yeah. aren't they just quickly before we finish um Roy Keane, who has been a pundit on, on ITV, um, a bit of criticism. Him and Dunphy always have had this little sort oh, of yeah. a, a bite at each other since Keane, I suppose, bit him in the first place. But Dunphy was kind of slating Keane about his punditry and his, as he is, he's called Stone Age football that he plays, that he's brought us back to the Dark Ages. What's, what's your thoughts on, on the whole Keane, Martin O'Neill looking at the World Cup and where we are? I don't know why he's having a pop at, uh, at Roy Keane. He obviously doesn't choose the tactics Martin O'Neill does. But uh, no, I totally uh, think the the football that Martin O'Neill is playing is is totally behind the times. And uh, I don't think we're ever really going to push on until we get rid of him. Yeah, I think it's 
a bit evident from watching some of the teams who are on our level because there is plenty of them in that World Cup Iceland yeah and uh, look at Australia even against France in the first game it was very impressive how they tried to play ball yeah, and, and, we're comp- and, and they Denmark, were competitive and Denmark yeah. as well who we, we got smashed by do you know what yeah. I mean yeah. Yeah. and they were competitive that's the whole point I understand Ireland aren't going to win everything but you just want them in the middle of a game not hoping and praying for a scrapy 1-0 scrappy yeah. yeah. I, I think if you look at Australia Australia are limited but at least Australia went out and gave it a go that's, yeah. that's, that's the thing for me Like, look don't get me wrong love to be involved in the World Cup you yeah. know, there's that buzz around the World Cup that it, it's something special and yeah. even people that aren't involved in football get involved and it's a great feeling to see the flags everywhere etc yeah, et but I'm kind of glad we're not there at the moment if, in, in a horrible type of way because we, if we went to that World Cup with some of the teams yeah. there we would get a new arsehole tour yeah, for yeah, us you know <laughs> it's, it's, it's like the fo- in a nutshell yeah like the football we do play is, is yeah, it's just chronic, and you know we're not even a, like this. I don't care what anyone says. There's enough. We don't have superstars, but there's enough players there to play a decent brand of football, and they'd yeah. be better served by a different brand of football that we, we're not have at the moment. Yeah, but you look at South Korea, uh, who played ball against the world yeah. champions, yeah. and they look they look good playing ball against them. I, I think even for their first goal, or was it their second? Hopefully, they learn them with a bit of luck. Well, who who like they? Everyone slated Panama for being rubbish against England. But at least these, they're, they're pushing on with their li- limited capability. They're pushing on. They're trying to score. They're trying to do the positive things. I think I would nearly rather lose uh, most of our games and, and be progressing in some sort of mm. form of, of football rather than sit back and hope to nick a place. And that's what we're trying to do. We're nicking a place. We're never going for yeah. top place. We're always trying to nick that place. And if it's second place, we're trying to nick second place in a group. And when we qualified, I think it was with third place. Uh, position yeah, went into yeah. a playoff and we just nicked that as well where I was just doing enough just to try and nick a game nick a spot in qualifications uh, you'd, you'd want more out of that especially with the FAI especially with the FAI when they they're putting their emphasis on great football and you know technical ability and ca- can, can we uh, get people passing the ball more and then we knock long balls or yeah, yeah look, and without a plan that's the problem you don't have to be going you know told of Brazil on it you know no. we have seen a lot of teams you know smaller teams for, for want of a better word but they, they do sit they're nice to come back but then they go and play a bit yeah. you know there's, there's no reason why we can't mix it up a Maybe bit like that yeah. you'd be happy with like everyone slated Jack Charlton at the time but Jack Charlton had a plan he, he was his thing well, was we was in the game though regardless knock a ball into an area and build from there you mm. know at least but we're not doing that we're knocking a ball into an area and just not being we're there. not even good at the long break no. the, the thing is back then yeah. we had you know far better players than we had our, our, at our disposal at the minute but the thing is you say you know limited other teams uh, you look at most of our players you know they are yeah. in the Premier League or kind of just about getting from the Championship to the Premier League they're not uh, exactly you know uh in the domestic league like Saudi Arabia like I think the Irish squad were were better than half the teams that were there but the thing is we can't produce even look at the uh, the friendlies we tried to play uh, even a couple of passes I think Graham Burke when he came off the bench against France he made one pass and everyone was like oh my my god God. (laughs) I remember it well yeah it was just a pass (laughs) and everyone was like oh my god I was like that's oh my God, what? That's yeah, how yeah. we should be playing. But that'll be driven out of them. <laughs> so, <laughs> Jesus. Well, listen. Tell us about your your YouTube channel. Tell us about everything. How to, how people get in contact with you and everything. Um, so if you head over to uh, Irish Football Fan TV on YouTube, we're also on Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, and Twitter. Yeah, Twitter, Instagram, every social media platform. Yeah, same as yourselves. Okay. Yeah. 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 Irish Football Fan TV. It's 
it's it's growing it's getting better all the time it's it's like ourselves you just keep working hard and i think he's he's, he's have such a platform there to to make it as big as any other fan tv so uh, i wish it's the best of luck with it That's dave right. wishes the best luck absolutely yeah. boys and he's uh, gonna go out to the ground uh, out to the aviva at all and get ranters and ravers like the old arsenal boys that's that, that's the plan it's yeah. sometimes it's just hard because people people actually reject you so it's almost like <laughs> you ever see people with, uh, for charities and they go up and try and approach people it's almost like that you actually kind of get more rejections nowadays people are starting to kind of recognize us more and more and, and people come over going always oh, uh, subscribe to your channel so well, why don't you want to be on or do you want to be on it and if you're just like no 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 I, I, I've got face for radio <laughs> we'll walk out there if we don't get tickets for the match yeah, we'll walk yeah, out yeah. okay listen we're on next week we have concussion coach on next week to talk all about what's that his name Mark from concussion coach <laughs> I can't take Mark's second name <laughs> and he will be on talking concussion and Johnny Sexton I suppose since he's the concussion master yeah We'll talk to you next week. Good night.